0: Just go to indeed.com/slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Got plenty to talk about, rolling around the Los Angeles Lakers. As always, joining me today from ESPN is Alan Sliwa. Alan, always love talking Lakers basketball with you. How are you doing, man?
2: Yes, sir. Trev, appreciate you having me on, buddy. I'm doing well. Thank you. You
1: know, Alan, I was uh, I was getting all set to have the, this big, you know, excited intro, and things are looking up, and the Lakers have won three in a row, and everything's great. Uh, you know, the the sun is shining, and then we got the Lakers injury update. And that's not to say it was terrible or catastrophic, but suddenly the guy who threw the unbelievable pass, Austin Reeves pops up as out for tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks with a hamstring issue joined by Lonnie Walker and Anthony Davis as officially out just to run through the whole thing. Troy Brown Jr. Damian Jones right now listed as questionable. LeBron and Russell Westbrook as probable. So LeBron back. But Austin Reeves out. Why can't the Lakers seem to have any matter of luck when it comes to injuries? It feels like in any season.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it's not just exclusive to this year, right? Uh, Last season, it was an issue. year before, that was an issue. Um, And I I don't have the answer. I I think yesterday was a really cool moment that we really haven't got too many of those experiences, right? LeBron and Anthony Davis are out of the game. And a lot of the role players Step up. Dennis Schroeder gets you 32. Thomas Bryant uh, has been fantastic without Anthony Davis. Trying to just fill in a void, and there's no way to fill in the void for Anthony Davis. And then just go down the list, whether it's Austin Reeves or it's Russ kind of gutting out certain games as well. I know he didn't play in that second half against Charlotte, so I don't know where his health is. Um, It doesn't seem like they can catch a break. And I, I, I would say that if you look at this year, yes, they have... They started the season out two and 10. There was a a pretty decent stretch where they weren't playing good basketball was reminding you too much of last year. Mm -hmm. But I also think their record is their record because they're just not healthy. And, and, And unfortunately, that's a big part of success. And if, you know, they're not healthy, whether it's guys like Austin Reeves or it's players the caliber of Anthony Davis, of course, it has a tremendous effect on your team. So um yeah that that one's a little bit of a downer like you mentioned got that injury that status report Mm -hmm. what was an hour ago hour and a half ago and some some names that i think we didn't expect to be on there
1: yeah was certainly a surprise In fact i tweeted out the the report and then i did a double take i went wait what that that austin reeves down at the bottom like i was expecting lonnie walker we had a good sense that he was probably going to be out same thing of course with anthony davis we know he's just barely started running that's the latest on him but to see Austin Reeves on there was just a oh, gut gut punch yet again for the Lakers. Um,
2: By the way, I'm with you. I didn't notice it either. I I looked. I initially just went to see what's LeBron's status just mm-hmm. based off of him not playing yesterday, and the Reeves thing I think threw threw us all off a little bit.
1: They uh, they snuck it in there, snuck it right right past us, and now next thing you know they're going to be without Austin Reeves. By the way, that that Reeves pass from the game against the the Heat. I, 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 for me, time stood still. I've talked about this on this show before. That was like a hold my breath moment. It felt like that. It took what? Maybe a second for that pass to leave Austin's hands and get to Russell Westbrook. It felt like it took like an hour that that <laughs> moment. What were you thinking that? Because I thought he was getting picked off right there.
2: Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm with you on this. I, it's kind of funny. I, I probably the the game in general. You're just kind of waiting <laughs> for Miami to take over Mm -hmm. and even all the way up until the end you're waiting for Miami to take over and whether it's that pass or it's uh Dennis Schroeder finding ways to get buckets or get to the free throw line they seem like they had an answer for Miami every single time even Jimmy Butler's last shot I'm like well that's probably going to go in and it's it's not you know I don't want to have I'm not trying to be negative towards that stuff but you're just so surprised that the Lakers were in that position. But that pass from Reeves, like you mentioned, uh, time just stopped. And I think, by the way, that happens a lot of times when you're watching sports Mm -hmm. and you go back and you see it and you're like, oh, my God, you almost still get tense about certain moments. And that was certainly one of those moments.
1: I've rewatched the end of the game like a few times now at this point, and I'm still finding myself like, like, no, you know what's going to happen. You know the outcome. And yet, I'm still nervous, as though it's not really going to happen. So it wasn't wasn't real life. Uh, you mentioned the, the record: two and ten to start, mm-hmm. fifteen and eleven since. Um, what's what's the truth? What, where where does the truth lie? What are they really? Are they really a fifteen and eleven team? Are they really a two and ten team? I know it's really one big record together, but does that fifteen and eleven stretch? Does that say to you that they're really better? than what the beginning of the season showed them to be? Or how, how do you take that?
2: So uh, I definitely think, and I don't actually even hesitate. I definitely think they're closer to 15 and 11 and that two and 10 start. It's, it's disappointing. And I remember when it was all going on, it's like, Hey, this is going to hurt you in the standings Mm -hmm. at some point. Right. And that every NBA team faces that, but when you dig yourself a hole, like two and 10, um, that's a tough one. But I I even think you put the fifteen and eleven aside. They're six and five in these eleven games without Anthony Davis. I don't know how you felt when AD went down, but if you'd have told me they were going to go two and nine over that stretch, that that wouldn't be shocking to me, right? Mm -hmm. If they're going to go three and eight over that stretch, you'd be like, okay, sounds good. It makes sense. Um, I think they are. There's it was uh, to start the post game show yesterday. I think it was Dan Wykey of the LA Times as coach Hey, you talk about culture, you talk about chemistry. Is this what you're talking about? And it was the Lakers beating the Heat without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. There's all these other kind of gutting out a win, mm-hmm. battling the entire way. Like I said earlier, waiting for them to lose, and they didn't. Um, the team is getting better as the season's progressing. The team is, you know, I and, and I, I just look at it from are they more competitive? Are they in games? Um are they? And this is with Anthony Davis missing a big stretch of these games. And don't forget, even the even when AD was there, he missed basically the entire Cavs game, the second game against the Toronto Raptors because he had the flu. Lakers should have probably beat Philly and Boston over that stretch. That I don't even think that record that we're talking about is even completely fair and doesn't tell the entire story. Um, I, I think they are a competitive basketball team, and if LeBron James I'm not saying he's got to do exactly what he did in the month of December, but Trev, that's as good as, you know, you could say that's top five performances of anybody in the NBA over that stretch. Anthony Davis was on MVP conversations because of the stretch that he was having. If they could just get healthy and right. I I like watching Lakers basketball right now. And, you know, unfortunately these last couple of years, that hasn't always been the case. Certainly last year, it wasn't the case. Um, I think they're much closer to that 15 and 11 record than than what they started out that season out 2 and 10.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of doom and gloom when they were 2 and 10. And uh, look, when you're that early in the season, every single game feels like so much because you haven't seen the team play in six months, right? And it's all, everything just gets hyper-analyzed. It's just the, the way it goes early on in the season. And so each of those games, you feel it that much more. And their shooting percentage was just unsustainably low. You knew at some point... Well, they're not gonna be a good three. Historically low, team. right? Yeah, like it was mm-hmm. they were what 21% from three or something. Like it was going to bounce back at some point. And it did, and I think the team started has started to click a bit more. And now you've got these injuries piling up. Now they found a way to get a win against Miami. We'll see if they can do that against Atlanta, but they're finding ways to to get the job done still, even without Anthony Davis. So I guess that leads us to the big elephant in the room. LeBron, what was it just a week ago, was saying pretty much dropping some pretty strong hints that he'd like to see something done, right? That he wants to spend his time contending for championships, that he doesn't want to spend his time just out there getting in cardio on the basketball floor and saying, I'm an NBA player. No, he wants to be out there contending for championships. That puts pressure on the front office to get something done. Has this team done enough to say, hey, we're not that far off. This is worth it to surrender future assets. Let's do something here before February 9th when the trade deadline comes up and let's see what we can do. Is, have they done enough at this point to for the front office to feel comfortable to do that?
2: So I, I would say this. I think it's so critical that the Lakers get in the dance. Okay, mm-hmm. And, and uh, that doesn't mean you're going to go win an NBA championship. It doesn't mean you're going to get to the Western Conference Finals. It doesn't mean you're going to get past the first round. But I think it's very, very important that the Lakers get in the dance. I'm not saying go get fleeced. I'm not saying go make a move that doesn't make sense. That's not what I'm trying to, you know, that's not what I'm encouraging. But they got to get in the playoffs. You know, it, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. I, I think from this point on, and this is how I felt after they won a championship, you're playing from house, you're playing with house money moving forward. But I didn't mean you're playing with house money as in it doesn't matter whether you're competing. I just meant if you don't win another one, um, You already got one under your belt, and no one can ever take that away from you. LeBron James deserves to be in the playoffs. Uh, He deserves, at this stage of his career, doing what he's doing at age 38, he deserves to have another playoff run. Anthony Davis, um, you know, AD I just look at, it's because of AD that the Lakers will be in the playoffs or they won't be in the playoffs. And and what I'm referring to there is just his health, right? If Anthony Davis comes back from this injury – and is around the rest of the season, I feel good about the Lakers' chances of making the playoffs, as is with this team, right? Like, with, with the roster that they have. Um, I think Laker fans, you know, you're so accustomed to, I'm going to go back to this. Nobody's saying go win a championship. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It, it's, it's not easy to win championships. It could be for championships every year. But I think it's critical that they get in the playoffs. And the one thing that the Lakers have that many of these other teams in the Western Conference don't have they got two superstars yeah. and they got two superstars that have won an NBA championship together. Um, and that's not to say that if they played Memphis in the first round, Memphis couldn't beat them or beat them in five or six games. I don't know what would happen, but I want to see the Lakers get into the playoffs. And if that takes giving up a future asset to get into that dance and see what you could do, I think it's worth it. I, I you know, We can all sit here and talk about the 2027 and the 2029 pick. I'm not saying there's not value there. Of course there's value there. That's five years away. That's seven years away. If you're not trying to do everything you can to compete right now, make the playoffs, do what you can do, then aren't you just kind of saying that, all right, well, we're either – then start the rebuild process, right? Like, And by the way, that could happen in the summer – Or what can happen in the summer is they say, okay, we kept all our assets. Now we feel more comfortable going out there and making a move because maybe the price was way too high earlier. Maybe now Russ is off the books and they have more flexibility, whatever the case is, right? Um, But I'd I'd really, really like to see the Lakers make the playoffs. And then whatever happens from there happens from there. So in a very long-winded answer, if making a move, again, don't be careless. Don't be... You know, obviously be smart. If making a move helps LeBron James and Anthony Davis get another shot at a postseason run, I'd like to see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there's the potential. And LeBron hasn't said anything to this effect, but obviously he would not be happy if the trade deadline comes and goes and the Lakers do nothing. There's the potential that you're having a very difficult conversation come summertime that's not about cap space, that's not about how you're going to use your draft picks, but it's about what the future of LeBron and Anthony Davis is with the Lakers Mm -hmm. if you spend another trade deadline. Remember, LeBron wanted a move made last year at the trade deadline. Nothing happens. LeBron's got to be looking and questioning, hey, what do I need to do to make sure I can contend for championships from here on out? Is it here in LA? Those are questions he's just naturally going to have to start asking himself. And same thing with Anthony Davis, if you don't get something done here. So that's the other piece. And again, I'm not trying to put that on LeBron. He He hasn't said anything like, Hey, I'm going to leave if you don't make sure, it. Sure. We haven't heard any of that publicly. I want to make that clear. But nonetheless, it's fair to just wonder if that would start to become a conversation. So I think there's a lot uh, there's a lot here for the Lakers when they're coming up to the trade deadline. There's a lot pushing them towards getting something done if they can. The question becomes what do you do? So we've heard some names out there. Is yep. there anybody that that's caught your fancy? Anybody where you think, you know what? Yes, you can get that guy, and maybe it's not the craziest cost or whatever. Who, who is – if the Lakers exited the trade deadline with player X and you'd be over the moon happy, who's that player?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash blue wire. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: So, I'm, I'm a fan of his game. I'm a fan that he has playoff experience. And I think it's um, so desperately needed for the Lakers. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about shooting. I, I'm a big fan of big Donovich. I just am. And I know his contract. I know it's not just, Hey, it expires this year, but I actually yeah. think big Donovich you can have for this year and next year. Right? Like he's a, sure. he's that, he's that type. Of, nobody doesn't need a big Donovich on their team. He's a, a shooter in the NBA and, I just think about the type of looks he would get around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Maybe this also has to do with the fact that Thomas Bryant has done enough here over you know, this 10, 11, 12-game stretch that you say to yourself, all right, can, can Thomas Bryant potentially take away that void of you got to go um, make a move for a big man or you, you need more size or you want somebody just there that can kind of space the floor a little bit um, I'm a fan of big Donovich. I know he's not a perfect player. I know he's 32 now, 33 years old, I want to say. Um, and, uh, and, and also on top of that, I know he's not, he's not a defender. He's not somebody that, you know, is going to go lock down a player or anything along those lines. But I think the advantages that he brings, the fact that he does have experience, it makes me think of some of the other players that Braun used to have with some of his other teams, right? That, they can they can hit shots, they can hit buckets, they're dangerous. And I look at him as one of those guys I think would be a, a really, really nice asset for the Lakers. And I don't know, you know, not sure the asking price, but it, it, right. it also doesn't have to be a blockbuster move. You don't have to go, it doesn't have to be both of the picks. It doesn't have to go be, you know, you mortgage your entire future for just this one move. It has to be a move that I think you think, You can use that player for this year, but it's also somebody that you feel like let's keep this guy around for a second. And he could also be there for, you know, for the Lakers next year as well. And that that's kind of, that that's the guy that I think for months now that I've always thought that would be a nice fit.
1: I I think that's a good point. The last point that that you made there about it's a guy who you can have for this year, but potentially for the future as well. I think that's critical when we look at this season, I mean, let's say look, the Lakers strength the schedule for the, the second half of the season it's really tough. They've got a really tough schedule. And crazy. I mean, they had a really difficult strength of schedule to start the season. Too. I mean, that's that's just life in the Western Conference, I guess. But it's not going to be an easy stretch. There is a possibility that you go out there and you make a move and you still don't get to the playoffs, right? There's no guarantee sure. that sure. you get Bogdanovich and then you're going to the playoffs. I mean, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis could could get injured again. LeBron James could. You never know. Whatever's going to happen. So I think if you're the Lakers, it's important that if you're going to give up an asset right now, and you're going to also, because any trade that takes on future salary, you're sacrificing that cap space. If you're going to do that, you want it to be something where you look at it and you say, I'm doing my summer spending right now. And yep. so next year, I've got this guy coming back and I've got a piece moving forward that we can definitely use. So I think that's critical. And uh, I love that you went there with with that, Alan. The Lakers, I think y- you mentioned this, they may not need to find a big because of the play of Thomas Bryant. So let's close out talking about about him a little bit. He's played, what is it, 11 games now without mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, averaging 16 points per game. He's helping you on the boards. He's scoring inside. He's not much of a rim protector, but he's doing a lot for you. I'm seeing a lot of Lakers fans who are saying, Thomas Bryant's too good. When AD comes back, you start both of them, and you just go big, and that's what that's the way you need to play this. What are your thoughts on Thomas Bryant? and AD comes back, what do you do? Does TB have to go back and become the backup, or can he maintain this starting role?
2: So it's funny. I was doing the post-game show yesterday, and a caller calls in. He brought that exact topic up. Yeah. Hey, Anthony Davis doesn't like playing the five. This might be an opportunity where you go Thomas Bryan at the five, AD at the four. Um, it's interesting. You know, I, I think – listen, I can't sit here and tell you that, oh, they got to do that, and what a mistake if they don't. Mm-hmm. I think it gives them options. And I, I think Thomas Bryan is at least – creating a conversation where that is an option. And if Thomas Bryant's starting at the five and AD's at the four and bronze at the three, and you know, they round out the, the, the final two dudes, Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker, whoever's healthy. Right. I mean, I guess whatever that looks like. Right. And, and you try that for a stretch of games and AD likes that because he's going to let Thomas Bryant maybe go bang with some guys that he doesn't have to go bang with. and, and Thomas Bryant can still kind of stretch the floor out a little bit. He can do all that dirty work, and it works, and it looks successful. Sounds good. And if that's not the case, and Darvin Ham is predicated because Darvin Ham said this before, he wants AD at the five, right? He, he believes that AD at the five and playing that that smaller lineup is the way to go, and that's where they feel like they're most effective. And I, I just, I don't think I give you a clear cut answer, but what I can tell you is Thomas Bryant's given them options. And I don't know what that would look like if Thomas Bryant, if AD comes back and Thomas Bryant's numbers just go way down and his minutes go way down. Well, we know why. It's because you're going to give 35, 38 minutes to Anthony Davis a night. Mm -hmm. But if there's a way that they can still use him, he doesn't need the ball to be effective. Um, He doesn't. I remember when the season was starting, Thomas Bryant came back. They were using Thomas Bryant and Wendy and Gabriel together. Those were like the two bigs that would come off the bench. AD would go get a breather. And it's just instant energy and it's instant. No one's ever, there's never going to be a lack of a hustle play or anything along those lines. So, what they need more than anything else is to get their guys back healthy. And I think there's a, a tremendous amount of curiosity to see if they can make some type of noise when everybody is back. But I think they've actually, and in a weird way, I think they've made a little bit of noise just simply by keeping their head above water without Anthony Davis. And when he comes back, we'll have to wait and see how how much things change from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you find the right move. You can pour gasoline on that fire and, uh, and off you go. Um, You know, when you mentioned that I had forgotten from early in the season about those lineups with Wenyan and Thomas Bryant, and then you added for a, for a stretch there, they Russ was in the starting lineup to start the season. Then a few games in, he comes off the bench. And next thing you know, I mean, talk about energy that Mm -hmm. you're flipping that dial to 11, Russell Westbrook, Thomas Bryant, Wendy and Gabriel all coming onto the floor right around the same time with that bench rotation, man, that was just instant speed and energy. I mean, there were a number of games where it just looked like opponents didn't know what hit them because suddenly you've got all Mm -hmm. of this strength and athleticism just flying at you up the floor. So that's a lot of fun too. And I think that's, that's part of the discussion, right? Is that there's going to be that kind of versatility. Hopefully Thomas Bryan is able to stay in rhythm and then you can play him alongside AD, but you can also use him in this crazy energy lineup featuring Wenyan, who has been, I mean, one of, if not the favorite passing targets of, of Russell Westbrook. So that is exciting as well. Thinking about what that bench rotation could look like.
2: And I, for me, I, I really do mean this. I, I, I'm more encouraged by the Lakers today than I was, um, you know, over these last, let's say, It's weird because you've had stretches. AD was doing his thing, and then uh, he goes down, and everybody's discouraged again. And then Bron starts putting up crazy numbers, and the Lakers are kind of winning one, losing one, winning two, losing two. And here they sit today. I hope a lot of their role players are gaining confidence. Mm -hmm. I hope LeBron and Anthony Davis also kind of watching from afar, or at least Anthony Davis because he's been uh, sidelined for as long as he has, I hope they're also feeling more confident about just kind of the crew and the team and where they're heading. Um, And hopefully in the near future, things start clicking more because everybody's in the lineup and it doesn't have to be perfect, but I think they're going to hang in a lot of these games. And um, like I said, if you have Braun and Anthony Davis on the same team, it's just different than some of those other teams that are in the Western conference that have better records or don't have championship experience. Um, It could just I just want them to have a shot at being in the postseason and see what they could do.
1: So I, I, let's finish with this, Alan. I do have a few fan questions that were uh, submitted to me last night. I'll, I'll hit you with some of them. First one, I'll just address real quick. I know the ledge was asking about uh, our playback streams. That's our, our live stream of the, of the games. You guys can come join us on those. Of course, whenever you want, you guys find the link in the description on on YouTube. A lot of fun, especially when the Lakers have uh, an exciting game uh, like we saw against the Miami Heat. So we have those for every single game. Again, check out the link on the bottom of our uh, YouTube videos. Uh, But Brian Mack was talking about Thomas Bryant, talking about this summer for Thomas Bryant, asking if Thomas Bryant gets a mid-level exception offer from somebody, would you be willing to match that in order to hang on? to him? Like, what's his value to this team at this point? That's a, that's a lot of your spending power going out the door. Would you be willing to do that? Because retaining some of these guys is on the minds of, of Lakers fans right now.
2: It's a good question. I I think. I I really want to see, I mean, let's see what that roster looks like by by the end of the season. Had they made a move? Did they go? They need a shooter. They need a, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, uh, I really believe that's such a key piece for this team and I think it could kind of change a lot for them. So I'd love to see them um, get a shooter. Now, I think Thomas Bryant's value is definitely going up. I think uh, Austin Reeves, I don't know what he's yeah. going to command, but he's going to, there can be some teams that want an Austin Reeves on their squad. Dennis Schroeder, I'm just using these guys as examples. And especially on the Lakers, you know, anytime you, you, Represent the purple and gold, and the Lakers are just natu- naturally on national TV all the time. A lot of people are talking about them; they're seeing them. You're right. There's some guys that are on the roster that I- I'm not 100 percent sure if Lakers will have the ability to bring them back, or would they pay to bring them back? Will mm-hmm. somebody overpay? I look at Thomas Bryant. Um, I from a priority perspective, if the Lakers went and made a trade at the trade deadline, and and you know they've been able to check that off the list then I think that becomes a, a, a much more serious conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's going to be tough. I, I think the reality is they're not going to be able to keep all these guys. And that's the danger of having guys on these one year veteran minimum deals. Um, now yeah. they haven't had spending power, but you never accumulate those bird rights that would allow you to exceed the cap to hang on to these players. Um, and so that's going to be the challenge for the Lakers. It's when you do find these guys that you give to veteran minimum contracts, there is the risk that you could lose them, a la Malik Monk uh, last year, could be staring down the same thing. Thomas Bryant, Lonnie Walker, players like that this this
2: coming summer. And, it, and it's so tough to build continuity and chemistry yeah. when you keep recycling the roster year after year.
1: Yeah, at some point you've got to find your guys, lock in, and then let that core kind of marinate together. Let them build that experience. It's so important. Um, last comment, comment here, Gary. I was mentioning some clutch sports clients that that Rob Palenka could potentially try to target: Cam Reddish, Darius Baisley, OG An- and Ananobi, uh, players like that. But uh, but uh, the point I want to hone in on here is talking about going and getting Kyle Kuzma over the summer. What do you think about a potential return either on the trade market? We've heard rumblings that Washington might want to ship out Kuzma before he hits free agency next summer, or potentially as a free agent. Would Kyle Kuzma check the box for the Lakers to to fill a need? on the wing.
2: So I think it's just me. I feel like I've I'm I'm good with that chapter having ended and and if Kuzma ends up with another team and he's on a competitive squad, uh you know, great for him. I'm sure he's going to get a very nice healthy contract yeah. as well. Um it, in my opinion, I've had this question asked to me before. I'm good. I I think Kuzma away from I think Kuzma with the Lakers He did his job. He over, over delivered as somebody that was a late first rounder. And I know it was unfair. People say it's LeBron, Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma. No, it's not. Then, you know, they're trying to make it a big three back in the days. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think what Kuz, what he provided for the Lakers, and I love that he went to a team where he could go try to flourish on his own and get more shots and put up 20 a game. I'm I'm good with the Lakers not bringing Kuzma back and Kuzma continuing to, you know, like like I said, turn the chapter and not go back to it. I think it's kind of the same for Kuz. Continue to play his career and do it in uh, do it do it with other teams representing other colors.
1: That's that's the challenge and that's my one sticking point because I think that Kuzma's skill set, his size, they've they essentially never replaced him. Right? They never replaced what Kuzma did on the wing they never went out and got that other big switchy wing player that you thought they would eventually find Mm -hmm. they never did um they never got that guy and so going back to him makes some sense simply from a positional need, he can shoot a bit he can play make a bit he can be switchy defensively he's not the best defender in the world but he can do some of the stuff that the lakers would would need the challenge is you pretty much in order to get him to sign in the summer i would have to imagine because he's spoken very highly about uh, going to Washington and not playing behind LeBron and AD anymore and being able to do those things and spread his wings like you're talking about, you pretty much have to commit and sell him on, Kuz, this isn't LeBron and AD and then you fill in wherever we need anymore. It's LeBron, AD, and you. We're going to commit to AD being the five. You're going to be the three or the four. LeBron's going to be the other one. And all three of you are playing together and you're getting a ton of minutes and a big role and all of that. That's what you would have to do in order to, I think, sell Kuzma sticking around, and that becomes the challenge. Is that really what you're what you're looking for, or are you looking for more of kind of that utility player that can occasionally knock in some threes and just be switchy defensively and doesn't necessarily concern themselves with how big their role is? That is going to be the the decision there for the Lakers. Not just would it be nice to have Kyle Kuzma back on
2: the team? Yeah, and Trevor, and I think, um, maybe I'm wrong on this. I I think Kyle Kuzma wants that role i think kyle kuzma Mm -hmm. thinks he's that guy right not that he has to be you know a top 20 player in the nba but i think he thinks he will have an opportunity and potential to be an all-star as he should you know the guy is he has a skill set that's needed in the nba he's got the size he can hit jumpers and um but i i think you know just my eyes of this um the size and the skill set i'm you're right. It could be ideal for the Lakers. I think just having Kuzma back, um, knowing what it feels like, his priorities and his goals are. Mm-hmm. He already got an NBA championship with the Lakers. Um, it wouldn't be my top priority. Let's put it that way.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think the the concerns you've got are legitimate ones, and we'll see ultimately the way uh, his market plays out, whether it's at the tra- on the uh, the trade market in the the coming weeks or whether it's this summer in free agency but a lot going on around the lakers as always trade season is going to start heating up in fact we saw a trade take place earlier today very minor one with the celtics but can imagine that the trade rumblings they're only going to grow louder and louder as we get further into january and then of course by that february 9th trade deadline but alan thank you so much for coming on here man always enjoy talking lakers basketball with you and uh and truly appreciate you jumping on
2: thank you bud appreciate it appreciate you having me
1: on Trev. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody, see you and stay safe.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,